Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Donkey Donkey Connection, the podcast where David and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. This is episode number 46, where we're going to be going over Clash of Champions 2020 and the Monday Night Raw following on September the 28th, 2020. Both performed. Raw was a good Raw, and Clash of Champions had incredible bookends. Yes. Yes. There were a couple good points throughout the entire show, mm-hmm. but the bookend matches, match of the year candidates, three of them uh, on Clash. At least two of them. Two, at least two. At least two of them. And it's the bookend matches. Yeah, it's the first and yeah, the final. Yes, yes. Well, first main card match. Yeah, because we did have a pre-show match. The card got shuffled around. Yeah, because um, Nikki Cross, Nia Jax, and Shayna Baszler were all unable to compete for one reason or another. I've loved the Twitter going back and forth between Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, where Nia Jax has been saying, my my uh, um, my partner's expecting. And then Shayna says, yes, I am expecting. For Chicago to whoop Atlanta's ass today because they tweeted it before uh, before the game. Yeah. Um, or no, that was or Chicago. It was something to do with football. Um, it was funny because Nia Jax was saying that Shayna's pregnant. Yeah. After Shayna has been hating on Becky for being pregnant. For being pregnant. Time. So I thought it was pretty funny. But the pre-show uh, consisted, instead of the Women's Championship match, it consisted of the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match where Cesaro and Shinsuke successfully retained their belts over LHP. Yes. There was a little bit of fallout between LHP after this match, but nowhere near what we thought was going to happen. Yeah, I thought it was going to be an absolute I thought it was going to complete implosion. And, I mean, who were the two that were in the match? It was Kalisto and Lince. Yeah, which was weird because we thought it was going to be Lince and, and Metalik. So there was some, obviously, the four of these guys getting in the ring together is just amazing. You know, they're never going to put a bad match the together. The swing into the Kinshasa is always so much fun. That's such a great finish. Um, there was the Tornado DDT that Kalisto yeah, tried to it hit. Was like and then, a Inseguri into then, yeah, a... Yeah, exactly. Uh, then into Lince. a... Uh, swinging neckbreaker DDT yes, thing. That, that Lince had to assist Kalisto because of the size disadvantage and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it was a good good match. You know, the WWE continues to put on good pre-show matches, but the problem is, is when they don't give it any kind of oomph because a few years ago when they did the Survivor Series and Raw swept SmackDown. Mm-hmm. But SmackDown won the pre-show match. It just told us that what does the pre-show even matter at that point? Exactly. So they need to continue to put on these pre-show matches so this way that it can be like, hey, the pre-show matters. Because, yeah. I mean, over the years, there's been some really good pre-show matches. Most of them have been cruiserweight, you know, championship yeah, matches Yeah, wasn't, didn't, like um, oh, what's his face? Didn't Tony Nese win yeah, in pre-show. Mania pre-show? Yes. And that was an incredible match yeah. between him and Rush? Yeah. It was him and Rush, right? No, him and Murphy. It was him and Murphy. That's yeah. right. He took the ma- he took the belt off of Buddy Murphy. Before that's right. Buddy Murphy ended up going on to Raw full time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they've they've always had good pre show matches, and this is just another one. It was a good pre show match. Uh, it did the they job. They gave it some time. They gave it almost eleven minutes. Yeah. It was. Um, you had your spots. Um, and the team that should have came out of it holding the belts is the team that came out of it holding the belt. Yeah. I just like you said expected a little bit more fallout with LHP. Um, especially with like miscommunications that happened, yeah. and then obviously the way um, Lindsay took the the swing into the Kashasa, which again is a great combination finisher. Oh yeah. So, 
Now we get the card main. The opening match. Oh my gosh. There hasn't been a good ladder match like this in a long if. time from from what everybody calls main. Okay? Yeah. NXT's put together some very good ladder, ladder matches. matches. They still don't hold a candle to this match. No. I would, I would North, agree with that. The only one that might be close is the North American. Is the American, original North Amer- American title yes, match. Yes. Or the, te- the uh, Tornado Tag at NXT 25. Or would you, what would you say about, I think it was Owens versus Finn for the belt? That was a good tag match. Nothing compared to this one. This one was just the, the, the in-ring psychology of the three guys. Yeah. The use of the ladders as weapons. There was one point where AJ, AJ used, used it, it as, as a, a javelin. javelin. Like, and threw it. And I loved that of all places for Sammy to sell it, he sold it on his hand yeah. because that's where it actually hit. Yeah, it hit his hand, which knocked him off the ladder. It didn't hit his body that knocked him off the ladder. It hit his hand, which him knocked knocked him off the ladder because he lost his grip. And he sold that for a good minute or two. Yeah, and then what is Jeff Hardy thinking at his advanced age? Jeffrey I'm just, Nero Hardy. I'm just curious. Is a, an absolute psychopath. I mean, he took there was a there was a point in the match where. Sammy is flipping the ladder over. And Jeff Jeff is climbing down it. And then he tips the ladder. And if he fell off the ladder regularly, it would have been okay. He would have still been hurt, but it wouldn't have been as bad of a bump as what he actually took. Yeah, like that bump was insane. He fell onto the ladder that was falling over. And then he rolled over the ladder and the ladder fell on him. Yeah, and it looked like it was like, like... Alligator mouth because it like closed on him for a second and then opened back up and then that like, was scary. I thought he was legit. I thought they were gonna throw up the X on that. Yeah, well we did that, get an X later in the night. But, we did. Um, that almost looked like a botch. Yeah, and, it looked that bad, but I guess they planned that. Yeah, and then a couple of minutes later, he's on a twenty-five foot ladder doing a swanton bomb through another ladder. Yeah, which they so I I found this really interesting when they were going over their ladder match experience. Um, they showed Sammy in the ladder match. Um. At Money in the Bank 2017 okay. or 16, they showed AJ in this year's, and then they showed Jeff at Mania, and they had Matt in the background, but they never mentioned Matt at all. No. Because he's in AEW. Yeah. But, like, okay, that's what they're going to talk about. They're not going to talk about all the TLC matches that he did. Oh, yeah, they're not the going to talk the, about the, him the, hanging off the freaking title belts to get speared, speared by, by Edge. Edge. Or the ladder match he had on SmackDown with uh, Undertaker. For the WWE title once, that that's yeah. what gave Taker the respect of Jeff Hardy after yeah. that match. That was Biker Taker. Jeff Hardy was built Jeff Hardy, for these matches. Jeff Hardy, along with his brother Matthew, um, and the Dudleys and Edge and Christian, are the the ones who have epitomized ladder matches. Well, not TLC matches because ladder matches are a little bit different. The, the because you also the, have Michael Ramon. Yeah, the, the Razor Ramon Shawn Michaels is still to me the epitome of all ladder matches. The in ring in ring psychology, uh, the way that that match was constructed, uh, the fact that that match went long. Yeah. Um, the fact that you I mean, didn't, this match you went didn't long. have to you didn't have to have any of those true death defying moments within the match. To make the match what it was, yes. Did Michael splash off the off off the ladder? Yes. Did Michael's hit a sweet chin music onto another? Yes. There were those spots. But what I'm saying is, is you don't have a 25 foot ladder at this point. These were all 
10, 15 foot ladders. So it was a little bit of a different type of match at that point. And so I'll admit, going into this match, whenever I think ladder match, I'm thinking at least four or five people. So I was curious as to what they were going to do to make it like a legit ladder match with only three people. Because all ladder matches as of late have been four, five, six, even seven people. Yeah. And they've had the tag matches. Yeah. They've had the tag title ones. Yeah. Yeah. But three people in a ladder match to make it a match of the year candidate, be it this is an abstract year, but there still have been tons of really, really great wrestling matches. There have. This is easily top five of the year. Yeah. And And we had two top five matches of the year tonight or yes. that night one was more storytelling based. yes this, this was, one was just action, action based and it, in-ring psychology there wasn't the, the idea of how Sami Zayn ends up winning the belt is pure genius and that is why i picked him to win the belt because he is a genius yeah okay he is the voice of the voiceless yeah okay i will i will give you predictions this week because that was impressive how you pick that out of your ass, but because I would have, I would not have picked him to go over. Why I not? would have picked him second. I figured Jeff was going to retain the belt. But why not put it on Sami Zayn? He never lost the belt. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the finish of this match with the two different oh the gauges. How come Jeff continues to put himself through that? I know, because it's not the first time he's had issues with his gauges. Yeah, Randy Orton at Hell in a Cell a couple of years ago. I don't know what it is with WWE and piercings lately, because they had the two gauge spots. They had the nose ring with Batista Batista, uh, last year. Oh, God. With someone with gauges, myself, just watching that hurt me. It was like, oh, it's cringy. Yeah. So then you have him being handcuffed to one ladder with his gauges. Through his ear. Through his ear. And then you have Sammy handcuffing himself to AJ Styles. Yeah, he was originally trying to handcuff himself, uh, handcuff AJ to the ropes so he could go up the ladder and be fine. But then AJ goes for some... Suplex. Suplex or whatever. And he he handcuffs himself to AJ to be like, hey, hey. Now, you can't climb the ladder if I don't climb the ladder. Yes. So he essentially took himself out of the match to prevent AJ from winning it. And he knew he knew at that point, oh, Jeff's done. Jeff's, Jeff's nowhere to worry about. But then Jeff ended up coming back. But in Jeff the match. came back in the ring by carrying, carrying the, the ladder, ladder connected to his ear. Um, And then this little son of a B, Sami Zayn, had the freaking um, key in his mouth. He takes the key out of his mouth, unhooks himself, hooks. AJ onto the support of the ladder, climbs up, pulls both belts down, and just laughs in their face. Yes. It was awesome, dude. It was, it was incredible. So good. Now, the next match, actually the next two matches, we both said were going to be murders. Zelina Vega shocked me. Be it it was only a seven-minute match, she put on more offense than she should have. The thing was, is this match felt a little clunky. Like they looked, well, like they, it did. It looked like they, it looked like it was like some mistiming in the match a little bit. 
it almost felt like like Zelina was moving at one speed at some points, yeah. and Oscar was moving a little either bit slower or faster. They just couldn't really get in sync at certain points. Like the whole transition at the end of the match seemed a little clunky to get Zelina into the uh, Oscar lock. Let's be real that that actual sequence, how they pulled it off, no, where she had her in it was like the reverse uh, bridge yes. pin, and then Oscar legit. Forces her up into the Oscar lock, and she taps immediately. Yeah, no, I I understand the sequence, but you have to also remember there was two other pin attempts right before that. Yeah, and one of them seemed those like, were clunky. Yeah, those were clunky. But that last one, no, was, last one that was, was so, so smooth. It was smooth. I'm gonna give him that. But it was a lot of like, it seemed like Oscar was going to swing her arm, and then it, it took Zelina it took a, Vega second a second to, to react be like, oh, to it. I'm supposed to grab you and then put you in the. It was just I. I bring it down to Vega's, I would say almost ring rust, not because she's been on the shelf, but because she hasn't had a match in three or four months. Yeah, well, she hasn't really had... She doesn't have a ton of matches, and for her to be put into a match with someone as fast-paced as Asuka, I'll give her a pass on this, because if you watch, we'll talk about Monday's match... It seemed a little bit smoother mm-hmm. because they, a lot of what they did was very similar. No, it was basically the same match. It was the same match, with, with a little some, bit shortened. With, no, with some added stuff at the end because yes. the finishing spot was a little different. Yeah. But it seemed a little bit smoother now that they've actually worked that out. Mm-hmm. But I'll give it to her. It was a very good match. Yeah, I mean, if we never give letter grades here. So, actually, I, I honestly think... We should start giving letter grades. We'll start it next. Well, no, because we can just start it right now. Okay. Ladder match is an A plus. It's an A plus all day. Yeah. If if this, it's an A plus. Okay. Yeah. This is a C. It's not a. I give it a C minus. Okay. But still, it's in that C category. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It served its purpose. There was a really cool transition within the end of the match to get to the Oscar lock. Yeah. There was some very innovative offense between the two, but. And there was more offense from Zelina Vega than we expected. Yeah. You know what I mean? She 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 honed in on that left arm, went after the elbow a little bit, tried to put her into some kind of wrist locks and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, we all knew who was going over. I mean, Oscar wasn't losing that belt. No. Especially not, not to Zelina. Not a chance in hell. No. So, good match. C minus. Uh, C, C-, 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 C- minus. Yeah. So. Next match was another shocker with how much offense one competitor put in compared on who he was facing. Mm-hmm. Apollo versus Bobby. This I give a C plus. See, it's the same thing for me with this match as it was with Asuka, but I'm actually going to go higher. I'm actually going to give this match a B. Really? Yeah. I love these two guys in the ring together. Oh, they're incredible and I together. I love how... There was really no outside interference, even though there was two guys yeah, on the outside. Ricochet and of the, MVP were both there of the ring, which I really liked. It was more like talking up, like MVP was talking to me. I like how Apollo got some really good offense in. Really there good was a, offense. There was a flurry there where it almost flirted he, with the chance, like he was going to he win this hit match. Everything except his finish. No, he hit everything. He the only, again, his finish is the uh, is a power bomb, right? No, it's the frog. Isn't it a splash? No, because he hit the frog splash. Okay, he hit the he hit the standing. Yeah, it moon is. A, it is a power bomb. Yeah, he hit the standing moon salt. Yeah, he hit the um he hit the standing um shooting star press. Yeah, he hit the he hit the, bo- he hit the body press. Yeah, he, he hit the frog splash. He hit every one of his big spots, 
but Lashley being Lashley and being more powerful, hit, hit, hit that the Lashley lock. Dude, that single arm spine buster he hits is so, so incredible. So incredible. Yeah. And, you know, it set up for the... The whatever, full Lashley. Whatever they call it, the full Lashley, the Lashley lock, the hurt lock, the whatever. It's a full Nelson. Um, I prefer it when he does it and then sinks his legs in and gets the guy to the mat. So this way yeah. there is no escape. I don't yeah. like when he finishes him high. I prefer if he gets him on the ground and then just sinks it in. Yeah. That's just my personal. I think it looks and, better that way. And I'm, I kind of like, this is almost a a reminiscent to back in like 2005 or six when he was the first one to defeat a full Nelson challenge by none other than Chris Masters. Okay. He was the first one to complete the master lock challenge, which was when Chris pa- Chris Masters puts in the master lock and everybody tapped out before Bob Lashley. And now Bob Lashley taps everybody out using a full Lashley. Nice. So it's it's not necessarily direct like hey, this is what they're doing, but it's almost like reminiscing back at like the first person to be able to break the full Lashley will be the one to take the belt off of him. Okay. Is what my thought is. I think so as well. I just think right now they've got this whole when we get to Raw, we'll talk more about it. But they've got this whole triangle being built. You've got the Hurt Business kind of sitting at the top. Yeah. And on one side where they're heels, they're facing off against Ricochet, a returning Mustafa Ali, and Apollo, Apollo Cruz. And on the and other, the side, other side, they're side, where their faces against Retribution. Yes. So they're kind of sitting in this weird triangle where it kind of works for them, but they work so much better as heels, yeah. and they work so much better in that light like in this past match that we just saw. Again, titles retained the way it should have been because Lashley Lashley looks better with that belt. Oh, without a doubt, he looks so much better with that belt. And I'm nothing against Apollo Crews. It just again heels with belts. I feel are I've always felt are better. Faces are better chasers, as you've always said. As I've always said. Next match was unfortunate. Yes, because of the way it finished. The way it finished. It was an obvious rush finish. Yeah. Because Angel Garza is hurt. Yeah, so here's my thing. This match gets a C, and it's nothing against... It's nothing against the competitors. No, because this may have been the best match that these four guys have put together. Yes. The way this match was going, it was so different from what we've ever seen before from these four guys. It seemed like Garza and Andrade were more on the same page than they've ever been in the past. It seems like the dead, quote-unquote, dead weight of Zelina Vega, trying to just always bicker with them. Is not in their heads anymore. They're yeah. more concentrated. They they went out. They had a purpose. They were controlling the tempo of the match. It looked like they were going to win this championship at this point. Mm-hmm. They were they they were hitting every big move they had. And then Gaza hits the running knee, and does whatever he does to his hip, yeah. and it changed the complexion. Of the he match. locked something up, or he yeah, because he something. was he was just locked in that leg at a ninety degree position from the hip. Like yeah. it was just weird, and when I was like, sitting, he couldn't move it because he even like jumped out of the ring like that. Yeah, he just rolled right out of the ring with his legs stuck in that position. And here's here's the thing I've noticed. All right, so going to talk a little AEW here. Matt Matt Hardy takes the awful bump. They throw up the X. Matt Hardy decides he wants to continue the match. 
match continues, blah, blah, blah. Ever since then, WWE's been very quick to pull the gun whenever something looks off, right? Mm-hmm. But the issue is when they're pulling the trigger, when they're throwing the X, when they're ending a match, quick count, whatever it is, they're not communicating with the guys in the ring. Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins looked pissed. Oh, yeah. They didn't know what happened. They had yeah. no clue. No clue whatsoever. Because Dawkins hits the power bomb. He hits the power bomb and covers Andra- uh, Andrade. Andrade. One, and one, two, two and Andrade's clear, up right after two. Clear two, three, bell. Yeah. No communication. And the camera, the, the steady cam, is right on Angelo. And his face looks pissed because he kicked out. But he's not hearing the bell. And then the mat- it looks like he wants to continue the match. And the referee kind of is like, no, match is over. You guys are still champions. You could tell in Montez's face, like Montez, Montez especially. Montez was very mad. He walking was very away, mad. Walking away from the ring, and you could tell that the camera was trying to stay away from Andrade and Angel, who yeah. were on the outside. Yeah, they did go up a little bit close up on Garza at the end. At the very end, but I think the only reason why they put Garza on camera was that the referee had communicated to the back that. Hey, he's hurt, but it's not as bad as initially thought. We he couldn't continue the match, so that's why they put him on camera and they had Andrade yeah. kind of showing a little bit of emotion there or something. Planting little seeds is all it really is. Um, it doesn't seem like it's a tear. It seems like it was more like he got locked up or something. Locked up, dislocation, something came out, whatever it is. At the end of the day, the match to me gets a C just because of the way the match had ended abruptly. Yeah. Dude, if this could have gotten the finish it was supposed to get, I can promise you it was B plus A minus. Easy B. I don't know about B plus. I'm having I'm still having a hard time with this tag team division the WWE has put together because man, it's the same teams over and over and over and over and over well, and over and over and over and over again. It's the same four teams, teams in no, same, SmackDown and yeah, Raw. Yeah, it's the same four teams though. That's the thing. It's like yes. SmackDown you have LHP bar 2.0. Raw, you have Street Profits, Street Profits and Andrade Angel Raza. You don't have anything else. So yeah. it's just the same teams consistently. So you kind of get taken out of those matches. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Oh, go back to the pre-show. Uh, Nakamura LHP, I'm going to give that a B-. That's just what I'll I'm give it a C+. Plus. You know what I mean? Borderline yeah. there. Here we go. Whew. No. Oh, no? Oscar Bailey. Oh, that's right. The quick segment. Which I wouldn't, get, I wouldn't call this a match. It isn't, um, but as a segment, as, as a, segment, a segment, it's a B. It's a B, easy, easy. Not B plus. It's a B plus, um, because I like how the segment played out. I like how Bailey came out, basically called out Nikki Cross, says, "Okay, I have an open challenge." Gives everybody like five seconds to respond. Yeah, and then it's like, "Okay, referee, come in here, raise my hand," and doesn't wait for the referee to raise her hand. Just starts climbing the rope like, "Victory, victory, victory!" Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, Oscar's music hits. And Bailey freezes. Yeah. Now, I like this because this was a clash of champions. Mm-hmm. It's the name of the pay-per-view. Yeah. So it's like the perfect, I kinda, like... So Meredith and I, when we were watching this, I kind of, my jaw dropped. I was like, no freaking way. They're going to make Asuka the double champ. I knew they weren't And then I was to. like, oh, wait, they're building to Sasha. Yes. <laughs> Not a damn chance. Yeah. Not a chance in hell. Yeah. Um... Bailey hits the chair shot. Yep. Which throws out I, the match. I love it. This is when throwing a match out makes sense to me because yeah. this is a heel tactic and a heel who's afraid she's afraid of losing her belt. Because mm-hmm. Asuka could take the belt off of her. 
Asuka's so a legitimate person who could take the belt off. Correct. Her. So she's afraid of the belt coming off of her. So then, in turn, she cheats to win. And then Sasha returns and hits her with a chair. Yeah. And then it becomes a little bit back and forth. Bailey gets a little bit of an upper hand with a kendo stick. Sasha ends up getting control of it again. And she stands tall in the ring at the end of this. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know this is going to build to them two facing each other. I'm hoping uh, not necessarily at Hell in a Cell. Survivor Series. If they want to do something, no, Survivor Series is always champion to champion. Cross brand promotion. That's true. So you have to keep the belt on the heel for that because Oscar is still a champion as the face. That would be interesting to get Oscar Bailey again. Yeah, but as a real match now. Yeah. So as like a real scheduled match. Yes. Um, like I said, as a match, there was no match. Yeah. All as right. a segment. As a segment. B. That strong B. B plus. Now here we get into McIntyre Orton ambulance match. Okay. So I'm gonna preface something right now because you said something to me earlier, and I'm sick of people always having this. How do I put it? Re reflection syndrome where they can say that they said something and then all of a sudden it's like oh wait a minute you know what this no everybody had Orton going over in this match I don't care who it was out there everybody was talking Orton going over in this match I had Orton winning here 1 million percent because it was his type of match it was his type of thing you know you don't know how the WWE is really feeling about McIntyre you know they've put him in some title programs some title matches but nothing has been like oomph with him you know what I'm saying he's this been, was oomph dude he's been great with it oh yeah this right here this right here was awesome oh, alright yeah. this match looked like it was going to be over fast Orton had all the offense mm-hmm. he hit the draping DDT he was setting up for the RKO um, no he was setting up, up for the punt I'm yeah. sorry he was setting up for the punt big show yeah. at that point I texted you and I said he's going to get all his comeuppance mm-hmm. I texted you Yeah. I didn't know if Edge was going to be part of the comeuppance but I have a theory about what they're going to do with Edge so we'll talk about that when we get the raw. Yes. So you get, you get Big Show. You get Christian in the back. You get Shawn Michaels on top of the ambulance, and then obviously at the end of the night, once once the match is over, over you get Ric Flair driving the ambulance, which away. was hilarious. Because because what he said, he's like, I won't speed. <laughs> Don't I, worry, I won't speed. Yes. This match checked every box I was looking for in this match that I had talked about, except for the one thing that I wanted in the last match happened in this match, which was Crimson. I wanted blood at some yeah, point which, in this pay per view. We got from McIntyre. We got from McIntyre on his back. So good. It's just those little simple elements that heighten a match, especially when the match is this much of a blood feud. Like that is how a match should go when. There is this much of a blood feud between two people, okay? The fact that McIntyre's knee got hurt, which played up on Monday Night Raw mm-hmm. when he went to go Claymore kick and he hit the door on the ambulance. Mm-hmm. All the stuff that happened backstage. All the returning guys. And again, hindsight being twenty twenty, everyone's like, oh, well, you know, he, it makes sense because he said everybody's name on the, on, on the Raw before. Nobody was thinking that. Everybody had McIntyre losing the belt here. And mm-hmm. then having a blow-off match at some point at Hell in a Cell or whatever. You know, making making on the 14-time the, the world champion. So, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit here. We can assume that McIntyre Orton will happen inside the cell. Of course it will. Because like Orton says... Alright, we are jumping ahead to Raw here. But like Orton says, he doesn't have to ask for a championship He'll match. get it. He gets it. He is the show. 
He is WWE. Mm-hmm. He is a 13-time world champion. He can have whatever he wants, whenever he wants. Yeah. And when he wants a world title match, he, he gets, gets a world, world title match. match. Now, it's going to happen at Hell in the Cell. Now, what I was saying is when I was jumping ahead to this, if Orton came out of the match last night with the championship, that match would have happened at Hell in a Cell, but not in Hell in a Cell. Correct. This has to happen in Hell in a Cell because he's going to say, I don't want anybody interfering in my match. I want you on my own inside the inside the structure. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean shit because someone's going to interfere. Yeah. Someone's going to return. Someone else is getting a return at Hell in a Cell. And I know who you're thinking of. Yeah. You know who I'm thinking of. We're all thinking about the same person. But I don't know if they are. So we're going to wait until we do our Hell in a Cell protections in a few weeks. Yes. And then we will talk about that. Yes. But this match gets an A. This gets an A. This gets an A. This gets an A. Main event gets an A plus plus. Oh yeah. I, I just give it an A plus. In terms of an actual match, it was still good. It was very good. It was good. It was so good to see Jay Uso on a main event. Yes. As a singles competitor. Yes. But all right. In terms of story. All right. First things first. Roman's new look. Incredible. incredible. Having the entire showing off Everything. the entire tribal tattoo yes. to show he's the head of the table. Yeah, because they he both ha- have they both have tribals. He has the most tribal ink of any Simone wrestler I've ever seen. Yes, it is unbelievable going down his spine. Like, oh my god! It it, it shows- is a matter of time until he has his other arm done. I don't think he's going to do both arms. I think he's going to finish like the rib cage and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't think he'll do the other arm with the tribal piece. I think most, like if you look at Or more, he might drop the chest piece a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, down further down his chest, whatever, into his ribs. But tattoos being tattoos. It is just the look. Yeah. Why he ever wore that vest, vest makes no sense to me. The Be- guy's physique is yeah. incredible. But the thing is, did we ever see his physique... While he had the vest, did he ha- was he that ripped? I get it, he was that strong, but was he that ripped? I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, jeez. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past it, but again, we don't know because he always wore the vest. Exactly. I just couldn't believe how, I mean, I, I saw how this match was going, and there was, this is good storytelling by WWE because... There were points in this match where you thought that Jay could Holy pull it shit, off. Shit, Jay's gonna pull this off. He hits the big splash, and Roman kicked out at two and three quarters, dude. Mm-hmm. Like just selling. He had it. a two and nine tenths pin. Yeah, like it was incredible how they did that. They made you believe that Jay had a chance, and then when Roman had enough, he turned the switch up to twenty, not to ten. Not to eleven, yeah, he and decided to, to just decimate yeah. his cousin, and telling the referee Charles Robinson, "What are you doing? Get out of here! This, this is this, this is, is a- family business. First of all, I'm the WWE. This is family business. Stay out of my way. Like he's even turning to Heyman and he's like, "Hey, control this guy, or I'm gonna control this guy. Like yeah. just, dude, why haven't we had this Roman yeah. in so and, long? And dude. one thing I loved was he he kept saying that he wanted Jay to call him the tribal chief. The, well, and this then, was towards the end of the match. The, yeah, yeah. And then Heyman was says, "You are the tribal chief. That you are the tribal chief." And then Roman says, "I don't want. I don't want to hear from you. I want to hear it from him." Yeah, like like Roman was pissed. He's like, "Shut up! I don't need you to say it." 
You know, I know you know I'm the tribal chief. Yeah. No, this punk who wants to challenge me for the head of my table. No, he needs to say it. And it was just like it. It was just all those little elements, man. It was so well done. Just so eerie how dark and mean Roman Reigns got in this match. And I love that the finish came to Jimmy hobbling down and throwing in the towel. Yeah. Telling Jay, hey, listen, you, you, you have don't you, you, you don't need to prove anything. No, you don't need to no. Just just it's it. The match is over. Just Tell him what he wants to hear so he can just end the match. Dude, he hit him with two of the most brutal spears he's probably ever hit oh anybody with. Oh, my God. They he were so half, dirty. And then he is throwing straight bombs, oh, forearms, yeah. and elbows, and fists. As That beatdown was very reminiscent of uh, Brock on Randy. Yes, very reminiscent. And then he throws in the towel, and then he comes in, and he's like shielding his brother. And he's like, Jimmy okay, covers all right, him. All right, you're the tribal chief. And you're- what completes the look... Was the lay. Yes. That lay that that Jay, Jay wore down, down, Heyman took. And I think that meant more than the title belt to Roman after that match. Yeah. Was getting that neck piece from Jay and wearing it and holding up his title. He will walk out with that neck piece until his turn. He will have He's that. He's not going to have a turn. No, I know that. But until he is gone and they have to rewrite him somehow, if he gets hurt again or what have you or leaves for a specific amount of time or whatever, he will have that look. No shirt, no vest, with the lay, with this tribal chief character. They can't change his character. No, they can't. It is just. This is one of the best characters since The Fiend. How's this? Roman Reigns has, has had a better 2020 in, in six weeks yeah. than pretty much any other wrestler on WWE's roster has had all year. Than any other wrestler, period. Almost. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Unless we're talking about Okada, maybe in New Japan. Tetsuya Naito. Oh, Naito. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Naito, the one who's double champ, yes. then lost them both, then won it back. Yes. Unless we're talking about Naito, then... Roman Reigns has had the best 2020. Yeah. He, how's this? PW Insider might want to change who their wrestler of the year is. They might want to take it off Moxley. They, they came that. They came from that before Roman returned. No, I know, I know. They they may want to. Re- so 2021. No, no, no. They they may want to just rewrite the app. They they just they might want to re- just rewrite it. Yeah. Just be like, okay, yeah, we um we're afraid of the tribal chief. It, it's him. Yeah. Like just like just pump him in everything. He is so good. He is so good in this. Yeah. I cannot wait for Friday Night SmackDown. Yeah. I I've, cannot wait. I've been very ready for SmackDowns. Yes. Um, More so than Raw's, in well, my opinion. You got to remember, SmackDown's the A show now because it's on oh, Fox. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. It's on Fox. So it's the A yeah. show. Well, so, speaking of Raw, yes. let's jump in and do a quick recap of this. Yeah. We have run quite a bit on uh, Clash, but we also did discuss a bit of um, Raw already, the opening segment, pretty much, yep. where. Orton cuts a promo on Drew and the Legends. Yes, because the Legends come out yeah, one at was, a time. And it then... was 
Um, Big Show. It Rick was Flair. It was Flair, then Show, then Christian, then Michaels. Michaels yep. They all come out and they're all busting busting each other's chops and all that stuff. Yep. And Drew comes out and starts joining in with the jokes and all that kind of stuff, and says he can't believe that when he came in, he was on the same roster as Ric Flair until someone retired him. I loved that little gimmick. Yeah, it was funny. Um, but then Orton pops up on screen and says, "Hey, I'm not done with. Any I'm not of you done guys. with you." That's my belt. I will get another match because I am who I am. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. And I will go through hell if I have to. Yeah. Which basically telegraphing yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but to end that segment, Drew issues an open challenge for the main event. And he says, I am defending this belt tonight against someone who has not challenged me for the belt before. Yes. I immediately said, oh, Keith Lee. But I don't remember if he's ever challenged for the belt. I know they've had matches, but I don't think he's ever challenged for the belt. That's why I went, oh, Keith Lee, as a friendly competition. My head went somewhere else. Immediately. Like that. Immediately. Who did you think? Seth? Andrade. Immediately I thought Andrade. No more tag team because Gaz is hurt, and they already have a history in NXT. Okay. Writes itself. Yeah. Writes itself. And they would put on a bond burner of a match. And yeah. I thought... Oh, I thought after that Selena Vega match when he came out and he started lambasting Selena Vega that when he was cutting that promo, he, he was, was going to be say, like, I'm challenging Drew. I'm challenging McIntyre tonight. I want a chance at the champion. I thought they were going that way with it. And I thought it would have been so much better than what they did to him. Yeah. Because <laughs> he put on, not to skim over, but we already talked about Oscar Vega. We already talked about how they already had uh, another match. Against each each other, yeah, it worked out pretty much the exact same way. Ran a little bit longer with a different finish, but again, it turned into um, a moonsault being countered into a Oscar, Oscar lock. lock this time versus the pinning combination being countered into an Oscar Lock. Yeah, which that basically finishes off that little. I think it does. I think, I think it does. Um, Oscar will have a new challenger in a couple of weeks. Yes, maybe even next week. Who knows? Yeah. WWE they're writing this stuff on the fly. It seems like sometimes. Um, so then Andrade cuts his promo saying that he was a glue that held that group together. You know, Zelina can't win a match. Garza's is out hurt. So now it's time for the glue to just think about himself. And he's willing to, I, again, when he was cutting, I was like, I'm hoping he says he's going after McIntyre. And then he says he's willing to, he has his own open challenge. Anybody can challenge him. Then Keith Lee comes out and they put on a good match. Oh yeah. It was a great match. But man, talk about knocking someone down. You know, a few did, pegs. You know, who didn't need to be really knocked down a few pegs? If anything, I think him being in a championship match against McIntyre would have lifted him up a little mm-hmm. bit more. Oh, no, yeah. he lost to Keith Lee, who again is somebody who's just kind of like just muddling around. You don't know what's going on with them. Um, good match again. Good match. Many spots that were hit. Um, it was just showing that Keith Lee, with all his power, there's nothing Andrade really could do. Yeah. Andrade hit a lot of his big spots. Um, he couldn't get him into the hammerlock. You know, Hamelock DDT. Yeah. And ended up, Keith Lee just put him into the spirit bomb. One, two, three, match over. So, um, a little disappointed in that with what happened with him. But at the end of the day, I'm very happy with the fact that Lee gets another victory. And Andrade seems to be putting himself into the singles uh, area. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the the shit show that is the 24-7 title? We didn't talk about it on Clash of Champions, did we? No. Okay, oh, yeah. so we're not going to talk about it now. Okay, yeah. Well, we'll okay. skim past that. I'm, I'm just done with it. I mean, the, the segments were funny, and Becky's already said that R-Truth has become her favorite wrestler. I love R-Truth. I love him, too. But it's, 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 it's R-Truth fits that role because R-Truth is, at this point, a comedy guy. Yeah. And he gets these comedy spots. But you're getting these incredible talents in ring. 
Drew Gulak, Akira Tozawa, these incredible in-ring talents, and sticking them with stupid gimmicks. I mean, well, Gulak... You, hold you on, had hold on. Tozawa eaten by a freaking shark last week. Yeah, but he's back. He's back. After, after... And guess who the ninja that gave what's-his-face the, the black... contract? Not, not, Gulak! Not, not a contract, it was not a the, letter. The letter. Gulak! Hey, it's Chinese. I, I don't understand. Oh, look, there's an English version. Thanks. You know what I mean? Tozawa, why? Why did you have to go? I don't want your black belt. I want you here. Roll up. Whatever. Hits over the head with a briefcase. Another roll up. Yes. Hits, hits the, over the head with a briefcase. Another. Uh, regular pen. Yes. All I know is at the end of the day, Gulak kind of ha- has had this little bit of a goofball character for some time where he's, you know, the perfectionist. He's doing his stretches in the back. The unfortunate thing is, is when they separated him from um, Daniel Bryan, because Daniel Bryan left, you know, family, new baby yeah. and stuff like that. I think it it, it hurt Gulak because he didn't yeah, have that guy who was his voice in the back. Because before that, they were, he was doing okay things when no, he was doing great the, things. Great things. With him versus AJ Styles being part of the Intercontinental thing. You no, know, I'm saying before that, before that. I'm saying when he was doing the PowerPoint stuff. Oh, the PowerPoint. That was Braun fun. Strowman. Yeah, that was fun. But Gulak's a good... He's an incredible in-ring talent. Yeah, he is. Um, so He's former I, 24-7 championship, right? Huh? Not 24-7. Cruiserweight champion, right? Yeah. 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 I, I was a former 24-7 champion twice. Numerous time. Oh, God. Can we just get off this now? Um, I think next what happened was the King's Court. This wasn't bad, um, considering what led up earlier with the promo in the back between Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins, and now, like we said, the love angle is going to kind of be put in there, the Romeo between and Juliet, a, between Aaliyah, Aaliyah and, and Murphy. Murphy. Um, that That is what it is. You know what I mean? Um... I don't mind I think it. I think this is really building um more hatred between Dominic and uh Murphy because Murphy or uh, Dominic is very protective of his sister. We've seen that. Yeah. Um but his sister's very protective of Murphy because exactly. Murphy isn't as bad as Rollins. She she sees through the facade of the Monday Night Messiah and the prophet and the disciple yeah, she crap. See, she, she sees, sees through... the man yeah, in Murphy. Exactly. Which they uh, Dominic and and Ray have been able to not been able to see because they've only seen them in that negative light. Yeah, because of who Rollins is. Yes. So, um, you know, leads to a match later on in the night. Skip ahead a little bit, but Murphy and um Dominic Dominic put together another great match. Yeah. All they do is put together great matches. Yeah. Um, you know, before the match started, I was sitting there watching it with Becky, and I'm like. Yeah, Aaliyah's going to come out, and she's going to prevent her brother from winning this match. And lo and behold, she distracts her brother. Her brother gets rolled up, one, two, three. But then you have the post-match beatdown with the kendo stick, and then Aaliyah once again getting in the way of her brother and saying, Mm no, no, he's a good guy, and then slapping him. Mm -hmm. Well, that's because Dominic called her um, naive. Yeah, naive, yep. And says, you don't see the evil in him. You are so naive. Aaliyah smacks the hell at him. Yep. Bitch slapping him. All right, you want to talk about your two favorite favorite female wrestlers, Lana and Natalia, who demanded that the titles be stripped off of Nia Jackson and Shayna, yeah, and, and given proceeded, to them, and proceeded to lose to a team that was just thrown together that were both brought over from SmackDown, yeah, pre-draft, uh, yeah, Mandy and Dana, which Mandy we knew, Dana broke out of nowhere, shows and, up on Raw, and now all of a sudden they're a tag team because they have a mutual respect for each other. They're both blondes. Skip. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what do you want me to say? 
Lana's eating pins again because her husband is on AEW. Miro. Yeah. Her husband is Miro. Yeah, who... Man, he's not looking good on AEW. Yeah. You want to talk about an almost rebrand of Aleister Black? I like the rebrand of Aleister Black. It's nice. I like it. I don't like the vest because it looks very bikerish. Like, change up the vest a little bit, give it a little bit more of this, like, dark, evil, fleshy, spiky kind of thing well, that, that they used his, to have. That's the thing he yeah. used to have. He's not that anymore. So then just don't give him the vest at all. Just have him come out with pants on. I don't know. He needs something over the top because to have to have him draped in something and then as he takes then, it off, then, it shows off all the tattoos and stuff. Then put a hood on it. <laughs> well, they'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Um, That's like they've changed Keith Lee's outfit four times. I know. Since he's come up. I know. Well, the, the black one today, this past night, was, wasn't too bad. I don't like the singlet. I don't like the singlet either, but they're staying with it. So we got to just deal yeah. with it. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, I did like the black KO match. Yeah, where black I, lost via DQ. I didn't. DQ. That I didn't like. The incidental contact stuff and then the referee throws out the match. That kind of irritated me. Um, And then obviously him eating the stunner. It, a clean finish would have continued this storyline still. But now you have this like half, like this messy finish. Again, where the referees are getting involved. The referees are getting involved in way too many of these matches, okay? You need clean finishes. This is a match that should have had a clean finish. It would have been good for the story arc. Let Ma- let Black hit his Black Mass. You know, let him get the win in this match. And just continue to move down the line. But now you have... um, As Kevin Owens was walking away and calling Black a fraud. Like, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a weird dynamic. It's a weird dynamic, to say the least. Yeah. But... I hope there's still more to come out of these two. Yeah. Um, what else was there tonight? I think the last match that we need to go over is the uh, Apollo Ricochet and returning Ali. Yeah, Mustafa Ali. They gave him his full name back. Well, yeah. Yeah, he's now Mustafa Ali. And what was weird is there was a segment backstage where he came out of the Hurt Business locker room. Mm. Who wasn't part of the Hurt Business this past week? Cedric. Yes. Mustafa Ali and Cedric have a history together. Yeah. Now, Cedric was sent to hurt business training. Yeah. Rumor, that's the that's the kayfabe reason. Yeah. Rumor is he was part of the core group of people who may have, may be dealing with the COVID-19. Yeah. You know, some of the other wrestlers, the female wrestlers we already talked about who couldn't have matches at Clash of Champions. Cedric may be another wrestler who is dealing with COVID-19 himself yeah. right now. So that's why he wasn't on TV this past week. Yeah. As as was Retribution, because Retribution didn't show up either. Yeah. Even though, for some weird reason, their music played and distracted Yeah, the match it's and, weird. Um, The big thing coming out of this six-man tag, which was a very good six-man tag, I like how the faces got the upper hand right to begin, attacked um, Bobby Lashley to get the upper hand against... The Hurt Business, then the Hurt Business kind of got back into the match, took control. Mustafa Ali gets a clean pin mm-hmm. over the leader of the Hurt Business who sent Cedric Alexander for training. MVP. MVP. Yeah. Clean pin. Hit him with the 450 splash. One, two, three. Match over. Yeah. Awesome. Now, I lied. There's one more match and one more return that we completely forgot to mention. Yeah. The um, open challenge for the WWE title. Main event. Rob Rude. Awesome. It's not as good as what I was hoping with Andrade. Yeah, but it's still a good return. It's still a good return. It's a good return to have him back on WWE because he's been away since um, 
was it Black Wednesday? Was that the what was it? It was Black Wednesday, but he didn't get fired. No, but what I'm saying is part of that whole Black Wednesday thing was a lot of people left Yeah, due to what was going on because he hasn't been on TV since yeah, March. No. Yeah, he's been away for a long while. Yeah, so albeit if he was part of the roster releases or he wasn't part of the roster releases, he hasn't been there yeah. since Black Wednesday, okay? So he comes back, which was really good. Um, He didn't look as svelte Robert Roode as he was when he left. Yeah. He looks like he's put on a little bit of weight, but it also looks like he's put on a little bit of muscle too. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's gotten a little bit bigger. Yeah, and he's also grown his hair out and his, his beard's a little scruffier. Yes. Um, Which, I was talking to Dave about this um, before the show. There's been some talks that there was somebody that they wanted to bring in pre-COVID, pre-mania. They were interested in bringing in Lance Storm Rob Rude's former partner in Beer Money. Is this them possibly bringing him in and putting them in a tag team champ? A uh, tag team? I don't know. Would it be cool? Would I like it? Hell yeah! I loved Beer Money and Impact. Would it be good for the tag division? Oh yeah, because they need more tag teams. They do. But to put Rob Rude in a singles return just to drop him back down to the tags? Eh. I mean, WWE is known for doing that. Though. Oh, yeah. They're Without a doubt. That. So we'll see what they're going to do because obviously he's had a tag team with Dolph Ziggler, who's the one who brought him back yeah. last night. So we'll see what ends up happening. But I think I think um, you're going to see Rob Roode get pushed back down the card. I don't think he's going to be going after the main title no. personally. I think this no. was just a one-off match to get him back on TV. To return to him. Get, you know, to get the pop, even yeah. though there was no pop because there was no crowd. Yeah. Um, And then you have the aftermath after this match. Where Randy yeah, Orton never dark, left the, the entire... Dark, the dark uh, night vision glasses yep. thing. Yep. Well, I mean, are you really going to have Randy Orton swinging a, a chair and actually making contact with someone like Ric Flair? No. You're going to witness that? that? That's assault on an old human being that nearly died last year. I like the I like the element of how they did it. I like yeah. how they, he turned off the lights. He's the only one who can see what's going on in there. And he wrecked everybody. Yeah. And then the lights come back on and everyone's just lying there. I like it. Okay, he had a score to settle, and he took out the four people who cost him the belt the other night. Yeah, and pretty much wrote them off. Could have pretty much written them off. You're right. We will see where this leads coming into Hell in a Cell, because Hell in a Cell is what? Three weeks away? Four Four weeks. weeks. Four weeks away? Four weeks from Sunday. So This past Sunday. So it's going to be interesting where they're going with this. Um, I did like the angle last night. I was very happy with the way it went. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm, I, I'm shocked I'm saying this. I can't wait for next week's Raw. Yeah, I'm actually really interested for it to see what's going to go on. But that basically finishes this episode off. Obviously, if you guys enjoyed it, definitely like, share, subscribe on Podbean, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Also, you can follow us at Double Doink Network on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. we got to get back into posting on Instagram. I think I want to get back into it this week some point I want to start daily daily posts, daily music and or media suggestions that we have been doing. There's been a lot of music that's come out since we've last posted and there's a lot that I want to suggest to you guys for those of you who are interested in metal um, and the kind of media that we're interested to. Also the electronic and uh, some of the rap stuff that I enjoy. Um, definitely a lot of stuff I want to put out there for you guys. But I think that pretty much does it. You guys will hear from us tomorrow. With the return of Doinked, we previewed that last week. Yep. Um, but Doinked is coming back tomorrow. Um, but other than that, I think that finishes it off. 
I have been Josh. I have been Dave. And we've got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.